Hello, hello, welcome, or welcome back. It's Trucking Answers, and we're here coming at you only through your ear hole today. That way, you don't have to look at me. Turns out you haven't been able to look at me for a while, as there haven't been many videos coming out. That should change within the next 10 days or so, is my hope. So, more YouTube coming your way, where you will be subjected to looking at me and not just hearing me. Isn't that great? I hope so, because I miss being there. So we are going to get back there as soon as possible. We're here today with Gracie, my co-host, who is actually awake and moving around. But it's a little earlier than I normally do these today, so that's probably why. She's waiting for second breakfast already. That's how that's going to work today. That's pretty good. She'll be chiming in at any moment with something interesting to say. I'd like to say we have one listener in the Dominican Republic now. So that's pretty good. One person there has apparently power for a couple of hours a day, can listen to the podcast. Great. Download it there in the Dominican Republic. Love it. Thanks for listening, and thank you, everyone, for listening to this podcast. Today, we'll have some stuff that's on my mind. We'll have some trucking news. We're going to have some automotive news, and we're going to have yet another reason we do not live on Mars. Uh, do you know why we don't live on Mars? Because there's a bunch of dumb, stupid people on this planet that do stupid things because they are dumb and morons, and we can't get there because of it. It's so disappointing, and yet these people are still allowed to reproduce. Of course, on everyone's mind is school shooting in Texas. And, you know, all this isn't necessarily trucking-related. It's still the talk of the town. Politicians immediately, immediately jumped on the bandwagon, of course, to take away gun rights. And, you know, the one thing that I heard on the radio that was probably the worst thing of all the things that I heard on there was some left-wing politician who said, you know, you people, he's talking to somebody on the, you know, the other side, you people just want to see children killed. That's ridiculous. Okay, come on. That kind of talk, that kind of rhetoric, as they would say, doesn't do anyone any good. No one wants to see children killed. Come on. That isn't real. That's not a real thing. Yes, I want to see all the children killed. Come on. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. But, you know, the other thing of living in a society is we don't take away the rights of people that haven't done anything. That's the thing about freedom. And yes, these kind of shootings and that, they're terrible. And what did we find out later, of course, when they went and asked this goofball's friends or people that knew him? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, that's, his, that's who did it? Yeah, he could probably do that. All right. He could probably do that. Everybody knew that this person had a problem and uh, people didn't do anything. And who should have done something? The parents. What did the mom come out and say? She goes, look, you should forgive. Uh, you know, I'm hurting, too. Oh, okay. Turns out he beheaded a cat, which I found quite terrible as a kid, and his parents helped him bury it. Okay, the shooter. That was uh, that was on the news and verified. And, and look, when people do this, this is always the kind of thing in their background. It's some kind of problem with animals, always. And usually a problem with women. And this one, same way, where he worked, I think it was Wendy's, right? And they interviewed some people there and said, oh, yeah, he was always weird to the girls and women that work there. Right. It's always like that, isn't it? And, and that's worse than normal. I mean, most men that I find are pretty horrible to women. I don't find respect like I should. 
and uh, that's disappointing to me as always. But uh, that was the case here again, and it's always somebody you know that uh, for some reason feels powerless because they're an outsider or whatever. And this is the problem we have, and this is what we've created in society. Uh, and I'm gonna pretty soon I'm gonna be saying you know hey you know when I was a kid so get ready for that. But uh, you know we allow abhorrent you know immoral behavior to continue in children <clears throat> and then we get this and uh, we wonder what's going on uh, and here it goes you know when I, when I was a kid you didn't do a lot of the stuff that children are allowed to do today when you wanted to talk to an adult you went up there and waited while they were speaking you didn't just go blurt out things you stood there and waited okay and then your mom would acknowledge you at some point and say what what do you want something like that and then you could speak it wasn't oh you just say something now parents would be like well my brexlin might need something so i have to intend to their every need every second of the day no absolutely not absolutely not should not attend to their every need every second of the day you know and this this disrespect of authority and those in charge which as a kid are your parents starts with the parents starts with that when when i was a kid okay you would go down the street this is when you could ride all around the neighborhood or whatever on your big wheel if you did something stupid somewhere else the neighbors would smack you and drag you back to your house and deposit you with your parents and go hey your kid's an idiot and then the parents would slap you and say hey you want to help slap this kid a couple times yes thank you and then yell at you for embarrassing them in front of the neighbors okay because you didn't do that <laughs> okay now oh my gosh even think about touching a kid oh my gosh the parents are come out of the woodwork oh no we have to talk to them and assess their feelings and send them to a therapist kids don't need therapists you know they need to be smacked around a couple of times and uh, do i think i was like abused as a kid no no one beat me with a uh, you know electric cords or whatever but uh, you knew your place, and your place was you're a kid. You don't have any rights in this house. Kind of the, uh, you know, I made one. I can make another one. Looks just like you, kind of thing. And that's how it was. But you grew up with respect for authority. Okay, you didn't, uh, you know, <laughs> challenge your parents on stuff because it wouldn't turn out good for you. And that brings you up to a point where, you know, here today, you know, we're, we're going to get a uh, driver who's a woman coming in here in a little bit, in a couple of weeks, apparently, where I am. And uh, they said something about it. I don't know how the drivers found out about it. And one of the guys immediately pipes up and said, is she hot? Okay, that's a problem. That is a problem. You know, that kind of thinking is a problem. I don't understand it. I don't understand men in society today that are like this. You know, I just don't understand it. There was um, a case on the subway here. Did you hear about it? It was New York City, of course. And some woman is uh, being dragged around by her hair or whatever in the subway car. This was just on the news, like within the last couple of weeks. And the other passengers in the subway car were all moved back on the other side of the car. There were probably 20 people, 
a lot of them men in there. And I'm like, what is happening? And she's saying, asking for help and they're not doing anything. They're not doing anything. That's what we've come to in society. There's no men left. Okay, there I said it. There aren't any men left to do anything. And so this kind of behavior just goes on. Why didn't those men go up there and beat the crap out of that guy and hold him until the police got there and say, look, you better hope this car stops pretty soon because we're going to beat you to death. You know, so you better hope there's a cop at the next stop to save you from us. That's what should happen. But no, they're all standing there in the corner. We're all afraid of these people. And you can't have a society where the outsiders, where the weird, where this kind of behavior is allowed to exist unchecked by society. Not just the police, but by society. And that brings us back to the school in Texas. I mean... I just couldn't believe when I heard that there's 19 officers that wait nearly an hour to go confront somebody. They're all armed, presumably. And from what I understand from the police that I know here, they all have body armor on. You know, they're wearing a vest. What are we doing? You have to immediately go in there. Okay? I could not believe they all stood there. And then the police chief of all people comes out and says later, well, thank God none of our officers got hurt. Oh, yeah. Thank God for that. Only the kids died is basically what he's saying. Oh, thank God none of us got hurt. Yikes. I would fire every one of them. Every last one of them. And now that that dude is not cooperating with the investigation. Fired. Okay fired you have to cooperate it should be part of his job as an officer to cooperate with all investigations he doesn't get to not cooperate the heck he's a public official he works for us on the taxpayers dime the whole thing super tragedy but compounded by the police they say well don't do anything call the police so they call the police what happens they stand there Uh oh we better stand here and wait we better even these people supposed uh, men to protect uh you know and yes no i know i'm not a biologist like supreme court justice you know uh, probably all men at least the pictures look like mostly men so but uh, you know who knows <laughs> um uh they're all standing there they're all standing i don't get it i just don't get it why are we not going in there there's somebody in the school with a gun and you're like we better wait right here we better, that guy could start shooting at us and then we're going to get hurt. That's what you are paid to do. If you do not like that, quit the police force. You're paid to serve and protect. So if there's somebody in there, you go in there immediately and go, hey, here I am. It's him or me. You cannot let this go on. This, the whole police force should be fired, right? Anybody that even knew about it and didn't go do something. The parents were trying to get in the school and said, some of them said, look, because it was all being filmed. Everybody's got a camera. I'll give me your gun and I'll go in there. And the police are like, no, one of the parents got tased and a little in handcuff. You're handcuffing the parents. Meanwhile, there's a shooter and they're shooting up the school. This is another reason you should not send your children to public school. Okay, you think the government can protect you? They can't even protect your kids for five minutes in a school. They have all these policemen and uh, they just stand there. Of course, the door propped open. Somebody going out to get their phone. This is a security door can't prop these doors open that's why it's a security door 
And now, old video, oh, maybe the door is closed. Maybe people shouldn't be propping doors open. The whole thing is a huge tragedy. Compounded by the fact that no one will do anything. No one will do anything. This, this behavior of people now is shoved down your throat, expected to be normalized. And it should never have been. And it certainly shouldn't be now. It's just a huge problem. And it has taken away what used to be the security of the country, which is, you know, we knew who the people were that were weird because we kept an eye on them and kept them in check. I'm telling you, you could not go down the block and do anything without your neighbors at least telling on you, if not smacking you and dragging you down to your mom's house by your ear. Okay, and that's when you're on your way to buy cigarettes as a six-year-old for your parents or grandmother, which did happen. But that kept you in line as a kid. And you knew where you stood, which is low, as you're three feet tall and you're a kid. And you were expected to respect adults. Okay, there wasn't calling adults by their first name. Oh my gosh, I would never have heard of it. Never have even thought of it. That would never have been allowed. Never. It was Mr. or Miss or Mrs. That's it. That's how they were introduced, and that's how you spoke to them. Other than someone like an uncle or whatever, where they had a title. <clears throat> but adults you didn't know? No way. Oh, hey, Jane or whatever. No, absolutely not. That's ridiculous. We allow kids to do that. Well, Brendan and uh, Caitlin, will, that will hurt their feelings. Ah, uh, who gives a crap about your kid's feelings? How about that? Who gives a total crap? Nobody. Nobody. Oh, my God. <sighs> well, I don't know what else to say about that, but it's a huge tragedy. The, the downside of it is now all the politicians are on the bandwagon to take away people's rights, and I'd like to ask people on that side of it that, if you think, do you think I'm a threat and so I can't buy a magazine of more than five rounds? Which <laughs> is ridiculous, okay? Five rounds. So, do you think if I have a magazine capacity of, say, 18 rounds, do you think I'm a threat to a school? Me, personally. Okay. I, but I got a lot of guns around. Okay, I don't go shooting up schools with them. See, the problem is, as in anything from, you know, weapons to martial arts and anything, the threat is always the person threat is not the weapon we never want to confront that though we don't want to confront that part of it we want to take the weapon the weapon isn't the problem you have to neutralize the person the person that has the weapon and that's what we don't want to do when we see somebody beheading cats in that okay that person should have been taken care of some time ago and by taking care of you can say whatever you think you whatever you want about that okay about what I might mean about that but when it turns out later that everybody knew uh, everybody knew then also so that's the thing of it you know society needs to take care of this kind of thing we need to come back as a society that you know where respect um, is expected of people and it doesn't mean oppressive but you know people should be simply respectful as simple as that 
And when we have people like this taking away gun magazines and, oh, well, you're not going to buy any more AR-15s. All right. I mean, if I had an AR-15, which I don't have one, do you think I would be a threat to the schools in the area? Okay. And people, well, no, Mark, you probably wouldn't be a threat. Well, then the gun isn't the problem, is it? And taking away rights, you know, we have this Constitution thing. It's never an answer. In a free society, you're going to get some of this because you just allow garbage to happen and continue that it should never have allowed. And uh, the example of uh, how many of these went on in the 1950s? Probably not many, even though guns were still available. How about in the 1850s when guns were widely available and generally carried by people all the time? How much of this happened? Probably almost zero. Okay, because it would not have been allowed for you to grow up as this kid did. So that's why that didn't happen then. It all starts, as they say, in the home uh, years ago. So maybe we could get back to that and, and stop banning the weapon and start banning the actions. Start banning the uh, person, but not the weapon. The weapon is never the problem. The problem is always the person holding it always do not take rights away from people that haven't done anything that's not how we do things because there's crime maybe we should just lock everybody in their house could we do that let's just lock everybody at home that would be safe if you never left your house i guess it could be domestic violence maybe we lock everybody in individual homes then there's no crime going on okay could we do would that be safer that's ridiculous mark is it is it that makes you safer doesn't it well i'm a prisoner well okay but you're safe Never trade, uh, you know, safety there for, uh, you know, freedom for security. It's not going to work out good for you. Well, probably <clears throat> the biggest trucking news lately is Heartland by Smith Transport. Can you believe that? Yes. If you didn't hear it, I said it. Heartland bought Smith Transport. They seem to be on a little buying spree lately. And this is really something. I'm surprised I didn't see this coming. Nobody that works at Smith told me about this, like, in advance, like weeks ago or anything, uh, and I have a number of astute viewers that do work there. So here's the question I have that probably everybody that works at Smith has. Will Heartland keep the trucks? And I don't know. Heartland says, of course, oh, nothing will change, and the head of Smith is going to still remain the head of Smith Transport. I can't remember his name, Barry. I don't know if that's correct or not. I'm not trying to get that wrong. It just seems to be that's what it was. But I think the trucks are going to be the thing to go. Now, not right away. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't just come in and say, oh, all these trucks are gone, these long-nosed trucks. But, but in the future, it makes sense. Heartland doesn't buy those kind of trucks, and it just makes sense to have all the mechanics trained the same. I mean, otherwise, they're going to have to run it completely separately forever. Could they do that? I guess. There's still a Millis transport, so... Uh, I guess they could, you know, it's uh, really something uh, there said, well, they're going to expand their network or whatever. And that will mean, you know, you'll see Heartland trucks pulling Smith trailers. I could see that happening and vice versa, as the saying goes. So you can be running that uh, pretty Smith long nose, black, chromey truck, uh, yanking around some beat up Heartland Express trailer that's seen better days. And that's kind of disappointing, but I guess uh, money's money, right, when they still pay you. Of course, initially, nothing changes. All the pay stays the same, everything. But, you know, Smith Transport drivers generally make more money than Heartland drivers as well. And they have 
some guarantees, some of which are really good. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes too. If you're on this guarantee, will Heartland eventually change that? Because I know some drivers have gotten 1,200 miles and got their $1,800 guarantee. They've written me about that. I don't know how long Heartland will continue that because really Heartland drivers should transfer over if they could. But I don't know. That's the biggest news I've seen, uh, you know, really lately. That's really something. I go by the Smith Transport Warehouse in Remington every once in a while. So I wonder uh, if I'll see the signs change on there. It doesn't say anything different yet. We'll see what those signs say. This really surprised me personally. The Indiana Toll Road is raising rates on July 1st. So all the way through now, it's 72.88 starting July 1st. I'll tell you what, that surprised me. You know why? The last time I went across the toll road, I think it was 1980, meaning $19.80 across there all the way you know one end to uh, the exit there to get on 94 and uh, apparently that makes me older than you know I thought <laughs> being in my extreme upper 30s apparently it's been a while since I've been on the Indiana toll road so 7288 will be the new rate across there now company drivers of course your company should pay that toll and figure it into the rates so that's just as simple as that. Owner operators will have to decide if they want to take it or cruise across, you know, through Napanee and everywhere else on uh, 20 there. Or uh, not 20, but uh, 30. So it uh, just depends on which uh, way you're going. I guess 20, uh, 38. It doesn't matter. Route 1. I don't care. <laughs> I was just surprised at how much it is to go across there. Now, cars were, you know, more than I paid for a semi many years ago. So. This was when you used to have a card for every state. I don't know how many people remember that, but you'd have this pack of cards. You'd get a Pike Pass and uh, Indiana Toll Road card, and you just have all these different cards. And as you'd figure your route out, you'd flip through the cards. All right, here's a Massachusetts Pike, and uh, here's uh, you know all these other ones, Pennsylvania PA Pike card, and the you know Thruway card, and all this. So you just had all these different cards. Every state had its own card, and so you'd have 50 million cards to. Uh, to take with you so uh, that was a lot of fun those were the good days bingo card days so either way the indiana tow road goes up hopefully you've got your pennies ready and of course if the company wants you to pay cash they should advance you the money they should advance they shouldn't ask you to spend your money to run their truck it's their company it's their expense they should give you the money up front not have you pay it and oh we'll pay you back no they will pay you now I gladly pay you now for toll road tomorrow. So pay up first or no toll road for company drivers. That's how I see it. So there's this traffic cam in Minnesota and it made the news because of what the camera caught on I-35. I don't know if you saw it in the news. And here's the thing about this that I always tell people. You should always be paying attention to driving, not doing other things. There's a pickup truck abandoned by some idiot. Okay. It is in the traveled lane that lane number two as the police would say uh so it's just sitting there with its blinkers on and traffic is light now you should not abandon or leave your pickup truck in any way in the lane of travel and we don't know what happened there's nobody around it which is interesting so you'd think there'd be people on the shoulder calling the police or whatever saying oh my gosh my truck doesn't run i can't there's nothing to do whatever that kind of thing Regardless of all that, a couple of cars go around it, and then a semi is coming, and it's a it's a tow truck. It's like a day cab part, but a tow truck made out of a semi. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All right. And it's just cruising along. It's sunny day out, 
and you can see him from way back and he stays in the lane and doesn't swerve doesn't break doesn't do anything and just completely smashes into the back of the pickup truck sending the pickup truck flying bursting into flames and the tow truck goes in the median uh you know in the gore area because there's an exit right there i guess would be uh better look it up gore area is a real thing and uh <laughs> like ken right ken on mass singer look it up anyways so uh it goes in there and the thing is you know there was plenty plenty of this time for this driver to react and move over the lane next to him there's no one next to him in the lane he could have taken one lane to the left and avoided this truck and we we have he's five six seconds back when he enters the frame of the camera and just goes straight 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 smashes in the pickup truck what is he doing it's hard to tell from the camera we don't know i know this he's not looking ahead to see oh you know what that i'm not that truck isn't moving now, this is a case where, uh, you know, the collision mitigation system would at least give you an alert. I like using that in the fog, and this would be another example, because in the fog, you can look at that and see, oh, there's a car 700 feet ahead, and it's going 20. You know, it can see through the fog. Now, this isn't the case here, but you would see on there, it, it would say 700, 600, 500, or whatever, and it would show zero miles an hour, all right, for this, you're approaching a stationary object. And I don't know why the driver didn't move over. He must, or she, I guess, must be doing something besides getting the big picture, looking far ahead, right? They're not doing that. They're not paying attention to what's going on. Now, they did leave themselves an out, whether they did that on purpose or not. They had an out, but they didn't get the big picture, okay? They didn't get the big picture, so they didn't weren't using their Smith system properly, and it turns out they had an accident that pickups totaled and the semi is probably totaled. they hit it at freeway speeds uh so or dual carriageway speeds if you're a jaguar fan so either way that pickup truck is done and i don't know where the people are from the pickup truck that's what surprises me i don't know where is everybody the police said they didn't even get a call about it till the accident so i don't know what's happening you should if, if this has to happen i guess you have to immediately I wouldn't be in the truck. I would be on the side because I'd assume that no one's paying attention. They're going to hit my car or whatever. But they're not standing around anywhere. So pretty pretty bad accident. Pay attention. Okay, get the big picture and always be looking ahead of you. Don't be looking at screens, watching, you know, reruns, nothing. A rerun from, uh, you know, uh, what's happening. None of that stuff. Okay, none of it. Just only be driving. Then we immediately have another accident in Pennsylvania on I-81, and this happens all the time. So there's two problems on this. A truck is coming around a curve on I-81, and what the article says is the truck fails to negotiate the curve properly, right? meaning he goes wide on it. I don't know what's going on. Why are we not going the correct speed around curves? I don't know. And what does he do? He smashes into what the police call an illegally parked semi. How many of those do we see every day? How many of those? And I don't want to hear there's no parking or whatever. I don't want to hear about it because uh, the guy died. No, okay, the driver of that semi died and it smashed into the parked, illegally parked semi and it flung it off the road. Everything's totaled. The road's closed for hours. Will they figure all this out? Why are we parking illegally? I just don't get it. The guy in the parked semi was okay. All right, but the guy in the driven semi is dead. Now, should he have gone slower to negotiate the curve? Apparently, 
We don't know why if he was going too fast. If he wasn't paying attention, it was late at night, so we don't know if he was sleeping or what. I guess people could be tired at all times. Get your sleep. I don't know. Either way, uh, this results in a death because you're not parked. Now, the illegally parked semi, yeah, the, no charges have been filed that they should be. They absolutely should be. And I would like the police to get out there and start towing trucks that are parked on ramps and everywhere else illegally. In this state, here in the uh, fine Hoosier state of Indiana, parking on ramps is illegal. Okay? It is not allowed in the state of Indiana. Whether some states allow it, maybe. They don't allow it here, at least on the books. So I'd like them to just roll tow trucks up and on the road and pull everybody off the ramps. Okay? And the, simple as that. Right off the ramp. They just hook you up and tow you away so uh, because there's too much of this there's just too much of it the parking problem as drivers write to me about and stuff won't be solved as long as you park illegally it's just like the pay problem it's exactly the same pay oh people write to me complain about not being paid but they continue to work where they don't get paid same with parking people write to me mark i'm really having trouble finding parking it's so difficult it wastes a lot of my time that i don't get paid for right because you're parking illegally. Everybody that parks illegally doesn't help solving the parking problem. Right? It has to become your company's problem. It has to. That's the only way it gets solved. As long as you are willing to risk your license and uh, you know do all this other stuff, park illegally, the comp why would the company solve it? It's this pay is exactly the same. Why would they pay you if you're willing to work without pay? Why will they help you solve the parking thing if you're willing to park illegally? Okay, They won't. It's their truck, their freight, their problem. That's what I think. And if they're not going to solve it, you have to work somewhere where you don't have to worry about it. That's what I have always uh, thought. And I, I always thought, oh, you know what? If you ran a local job, you would solve your parking problem. I don't have to worry about where to park. The truck's parked at the terminal. <laughs> right? Okay. So, you know, I don't worry about that. It's parked there every day. And there's no, I don't have to worry about fueling. You know, because I can just fuel. It doesn't matter. I don't have to get a shower. It does solve a lot of problems. People can say whatever they want. It solves problems. You can make easily the same amount of money that you make on the road or more and be home in your own bed every day and solve a lot of these issues that give people a lot of grief. Because, look, some states, and I do see it here in Indiana sometimes, they do go out and ticket trucks on the shoulder. You want to get? You want to roll that ticket? I guarantee you most companies will make you pay it. Most companies, they certainly have a policy here of that, but of course you shouldn't be parking on the shoulder here. You're going, I have a day cab now, so I'll be back every day. So either way, either way, that accident, that accident is just a sign of what's happening and drivers shouldn't do this. You know, we want these things solved. We don't like that there's a parking problem, but we're unwilling to put the problem where it belongs, which is with the owner of the truck, <laughs> right? Whoever that is, that owner should solve that problem and parking illegally is not a solution now i know companies no company i doubt any company at least in their driver manual anything says park illegally i'm sure i'm sure they do not say that okay because that would be what they'd say they go well, look we don't tell our drivers to park on the ramps we tell them to park legally you know that's here and everywhere i've ever seen that anybody's written in or anything it always says hey you know run legal park legal do all this legal stuff and i cr and i agree you should follow that driver manual and park the truck legally. And when, if you get somewhere and uh, you're at 10 hours, 51 minutes or whatever, and there's no parking, hey, call them up and go, hey, guess what? You made me drive here, so I have to make your appointment at C, put it all on them, and there's no parking. So what do you want me to do? 
see what they say. I'd like you to, I'd like somebody to actually, you know, have the Bajonas to actually, uh, the Jonas Brothers to actually, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about, to actually uh, say that to their company and like to know what they say. I'd like, and you know, the what company it is or maybe how big it is or whatever. What would they say? What, you know, what are they going to say to you? Continue to drive? Uh, of course, do all this in writing. You so have four minutes left. The next exit's nine minutes away. What do you want me to do? And let's see what they say. Because I'll tell you, that's how this is going to be solved. That's how it's solved. There's no reason they couldn't pay. I always, always talk about that. Look, there's parking here in Lafayette that's paid parking. They could easily send you over there and they could just pay. There's a huge lot. I went around it uh, not that long ago. There's plenty of room in there. I would say you could put another hundred trucks in there. There's plenty of spots, and it's a paid spot. And I don't. I think it's sixty or seventy dollars a month for a spot there. It isn't that much. So if they paid for a spot for you when you went by, what they should do really is pay for that spot, and then whoever is going by, they can go. All right, you park here. You know, here's a spot. Here is another spot. They have a spot here. They have a spot here. They could have spots everywhere. This would work out great for a smaller place because that doesn't have a lot of trucks. I guess if Swift did it, they sent 400 trucks in there. That wouldn't work. But see, a place had a dozen trucks, and they just have spots in strategic areas where they go that maybe they pick up here at Wabash and pick up new trailers all the time or, you know, something like that. Or, you know, Arconic at Aluminum here, Ice Cream Specialties. I see a lot of trucks over there getting ice cream. There's a spot. There's spots here. Now we are getting a Loves in Lafayette. It'll be built, uh, you know, later this year, at exit 175 on I-65 here in Indiana. For those of you that go by, there will be a Loves there at that exit someday this year. I'll let you know when it opens so you can come and park there and enjoy your Loves points. But there's not a lot of parking. This stuff though doesn't get solved. This illegal parking, police should solve part of it by ticketing and towing trucks. And uh, the the problem, see, when they go tow your truck, though, the company's going to charge it to you. Although I don't think they have a right to do it, maybe, because it's illegal. I don't know, I'm not a lawyer, surprisingly. Uh, so I'm debating that in my own head. I'm having my own legal debate in my own head. Could they take it out of your check? <sighs> maybe, because you're the one that did it. Kind of like a ticket. Okay, so the ticket's yours. Say you get a debating ticket or whatever. Or, you know, any kind of violation ticket. They can make you pay that ticket. Pay it and uh, take it out of your check. I think that they can do. Because uh, you didn't have to park there. It's illegal for you to do it. They're, didn't they're not asking you to do something illegal. It isn't something they asked you to do. So I think they could. Either way, uh, solve it by saying, hey, I have four minutes. I have four minutes to go. And uh, there's no parking. So what would you like me to do with your truck tonight? That always is in writing. Right? All communication with your company basically should be in writing. And if you do say something, there's something on the phone, immediately send them a text message or an email saying, hey, here is just confirming what we just spoke about on the phone. I spoke about to you if it's their email or I just spoke to, you know, whoever on an email uh, or on the phone. And this is what they said. And so I'm just sending this message to confirm this is what I'm doing, uh, you know, that kind of thing. So that there is a something in writing contemporaneous um uh, you know, record of it, which means, you know, as it happens. So that's what we want to do. We always want the kind of stuff in writing because this stuff has to go back in the companies to solve this. The ATA and that Chris Spear can't just throw it off on the government. There needs to be more parking. Chris Spear can solve the parking problem itself. Each company could solve that themselves and should. 
If they want you to go somewhere, they need to provide you parking, no matter what, what it is. Here's where you're going. Here's where you can park. That's what I would like to see happen. Or, or if it's becoming too much of a problem, you know, all studies say that drivers waste close to an hour a day trying to find parking, right? Just go do something else. And I'm serious about that. You know, I haven't had to find parking in a while because the truck parks at the terminal. That, you know, either a dedicated route where you have parking on both ends, that happens. Uh, terminal parking, you know, whatever it is. If you go terminal to terminal, whatever it is. Whatever it is. But get that problem solved because, look, you don't want to be the person sleeping to get crashed into. You know, you don't want to be the driver that crashes into an illegally parked truck. That's not great. That isn't great for anybody's record or their life, especially if their life is ended. In Utah, a semi crashes on the interstate. This is captured by somebody's dash cam. Okay, and it's a tanker, so tanker drivers listen up. Um, and it spills a red liquid, a lot of it, across the highway. Now, look, they closed the highway for nine hours to clean this up. All right? And the police wouldn't say what it was other than to say it's non-hazardous. So, tanker drivers, what red liquid do you carry that seems to have the consistency of, you know, maybe thick water, uh, you know, maybe full fat milk um, that's red and sort of translucent. You can sort of see the road through it, but it's non-hazardous. And I don't know why the police won't say what it is. It's the problem. You know, of course, the government, they're part of the government, so we can't trust anything they say, naturally. Uh, they're probably scared to go buy it, uh, you know, for, you know, they have to wait for more backup to go clean it up. But uh, see how I tie in earlier things in the show? See, that's that's because I'm a broadcasting pro. That's how that works. <laughs> okay. Oh, the cat bit me from that one. Gracie. Gracie. All right. So <laughs> back to the red liquid. You know, what spills out of it, and it's not, there's too much of it to be hydraulic fluid, uh, which didn't look like this truck even had that. You know, it's some tanker. So all you tanker drivers, what? Uh, what's red uh this is like a riddle what is red and non-hazardous but the police won't say what it is they certainly should say what it is they should say what it is they closed the road for nine hours to clean it up so this isn't just something that can be you know can have sawdust put on it and swept up or whatever uh i don't know what it was or how sticky it is or anything like that i guess it could be a load of hydraulic fluid right i guess a tanker load of that? Oh, wow, what would that weigh? I guess it would only weigh however much it weighed. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was food grade because the picture that they show, the tanker is actually under an overpass. You don't actually see it. It's from overhead. So I can't see if it has placards on it or anything. And the motorist doesn't say, of course, in their narration. Duh. So I don't know. But what is uh, liquid, red, uh, see-through, translucent, non-hazardous, so they say, and generally hauled in tankers on the interstate. So I suppose there'll be 8,000 uh, response to that, markettruckinganswersnation.com. By the way, it takes me a while to get back to emails now. You know, here's the thing. Uh, some days I leave the house at, uh, you know, 5.20 a.m., 5.30 a.m., and I may get home at 8.30 p.m., okay? And um, then I'm in bed at 10, so I can get back up the next morning to go to work and i gotta come home and take a shower and everything so that's why it takes me a little while to get back to things the podcasts are easier to do they take less time and so i do get some of those out i still get the sunday ran out so but that is uh the story on the times at the moment at the moment that is subject to uh, change and such change here probably next week is what we're looking at we get those uh changed up i think so by thursday friday i think of next week hopefully hopefully but don't hold me to that but so it takes me a little while to get back to emails not daily like i used to 
Uh, so, but we'll get that changed up. So let me know on this red liquid uh, program. It's really unusual, and I'd like to know what it is and why they won't say what it is. Speed limiters are still in the news. They get another 45 days, I think 30 or 45 days for the comment period before this goes into, uh, you know, a final rulemaking and they make it a law 60, 65 or 68. Which one do you want? They kind of give you those three choices. There should be a D also, no speed limiters. And I think the comment should be if there's such a good idea, limit all traffic to 65 miles an hour. Why just semis? I mean, if it's dangerous. Uh, it's dangerous. People flying along in a, you know, Geo Metro at 68, 70 miles an hour, dangerous, right? Too crazy dangerous. And see what people think about that. See what the public thinks about limiting their car speeds. Now, I know some automakers like Volvo was the first one. They made a big point to say, we limited our car speeds to 104 miles an hour. Like that's some kind of limit. Okay, big deal. Wow, you limited it to 104? Wow. Uh, how often do you cruise at 104 like regularly? Probably limited, okay? And uh, with Ford and maybe some others, I don't know, the my key, I can actually set a key that will only allow the car to go 85 miles an hour if I set it on the key. It's for kids is the idea. They said, oh, if you have your teenagers, you can set it to 85. Uh, you know, that's still pretty, that's still plenty fast. Mm, I'd like to see the speedometers end at 100, to be honest with you, because how often do you go over 100? And I'd like to see that just so I can use more of the speedometer. Uh, you know, the speedometer in the escape goes to 150, all right? So uh, that's pretty optimistic. The motor trend only says it goes 123 uh, max, uh, V max speed. So either way, you know, the speed limiters for semis, and this would be all trucks that are capable of this, owner operators, company drivers wouldn't make any difference. Uh, and it'll probably be part of the inspection. That's how I see, would see them doing it. So your annual inspection, they would have to check and make sure there's a speed limiter set. Now, certainly drivers could just set it, get an inspection, and turn it off. Or they, uh, if they do the inspection themselves, they just check it off. Either way. The diesel doctor would be way back in business again once we get these speed limiters. I think that if they're going to do this, that it should be all vehicles. So, I mean, you can't... Uh, you can't say, well, it's it's dangerous for trucks, but it's okay for cars. 8094, which I go up regularly because of family up there. So 8094 in Indiana, the regular speed there is close to 100 miles an hour. Okay. When we went up there last time, I thought, you know, I'm going to try to keep up with traffic here. And the right lane, the slow lane was going around 90 okay as a regular speed and the other the three lanes to my left were easily passing me so i could probably see cars doing 110 in the far left lane out there you know no and that's that's a 55 all right that's a 55 which i get off at klein avenue so I only get on 65 to klein avenue i can get off there and uh head into town but holy mackerel i mean the traffic really moves let's limit all the cars to 65 miles an hour and see how that goes how backed up would 8094 be if cars were limited also to 65 miles an hour? The only reason there's less backups probably is because cars are going 100 and get right across there in four minutes. You're already in Illinois from I-65. So that's kind of crazy. But that's the thing, speed limiters. We still have a little more comment time. So you can look that up, um, how to comment on speed limiters for trucks. And that'll take you right to the comment section. Look, what I always tell people, don't throw out you know expletives you effing people all this and that that's not gonna they're not gonna take your comment 
you know, at all. You know, that may make you feel better, but your comment's going to be discarded. If you want your comment to be part of the record and, you know, be official where somebody takes you seriously, put down, you know, who you are. Never comment anonymously. Okay, if you want to make a comment, stand up and say, this is who I am and this is what I have to say. Also, explain what you do in the industry. I'm a dispatcher or whatever. I'm a driver. And how long you've been driving? I drive, been driving eight years, 20 years, whatever. And this is why or why not that there should be or should not be speed limiters. And these are the things that I see out here as a professional and an expert in the industry. Okay. And just be respectful that way. You'll get a lot more, you know, credence will be, uh, your credence, Clearwater and Revival will be given to your comments than uh, other people that are, you People are effing idiots and I don't want them and you can go uh, F yourself. Okay, that's not going to be pretty useful. I think they'll get the idea that you may not like speed limiters, which is probably the gist of whoever's listening to this, uh, as I don't either. But uh, <laughs> that comment, that's just not going to go anywhere. All right? I don't think it's going to be that useful for you to put that kind of comment out there. And uh, we'll stand here at Trucking Answers and take a big stand and say we're against speed limiters. Certainly, I don't think they should be one. And from what I have always said, you should be able to go the speed of the road. And in fact, you should have to go the speed of the road or you shouldn't be allowed on the road. So if it's an 80 and you can't go 80, you shouldn't be allowed on the road. I also think that uh, there should be, um, you know, different licensing in the United States as well. So, you know, before you can get out there on the interstate and that, there should be different kind of testing and all that stuff. But certainly... To get on a road out west, if it's an 80 and you can't go 80, you got to take side road. You want to go across the country on I-80, all right, and you can't go 80? No, you take US-30. How about that for some numbers? Prime, <laughs> right, and anybody else? Because when the difference in speed is always the problem. Do you know there are studies going back to the 60s that the government did that show that interactions are the main cause of accidents on interstates? As the interstate was being built, they started commissioning, uh, you know, tests because they were getting accidents. So we started the interstate system in the late 50s. And so now we're getting some built in the 60s. And they're like, well, we're getting some accidents. And they started doing testing and studies and found that it's interactions that cause accidents on there all the way back then. And periodically, they'll do more testing and studies and find the same thing. White uh, has posted a number of them recently, and but they go back, you know, many years, close to 60 years that's the difference in speed and that's what speed limiters will cause is more interactions and that's what you do not want that's why i'm for everybody going a speed not a speed limit there's roads that have like 75 in the minimums 45 that's stupid that's complete stupidity that somebody going 47 is legally driving on a road that's going 75 is crazy it's just crazy and uh, it shouldn't happen okay that kind of if you can't go 75 you don't go but if you can't get your Yugo GVL up to 75 MPHs, right, or, you know, 130 kilometers or whatever it is, uh, no. No, you just don't get to go on there, 120, whatever. You can't go. You got to take that Yugo down the side roads, okay? Same with your prime truck or anything else. You want to go 58? Great, great. Go go through corn country on side roads. Well, you know, some of the some of the two lanes out west are 65, 70 also. Be the same thing. You can't do it. You don't get on it. Okay, it's simple as that. You turn your truck up or you don't drive in that state, period, because it's unfreaking safe Yeah, that's I said it. Sorry. Sorry that I had to do that and put an explicit rating on the podcast. 
But that's what had to be done. Those that word had to be said right here because that is the case. So a mother is suing the Nogales, Arizona Police Department for killing her idiot son. And uh, he was a dilio. So her son, a truck driver for some tiny dinkhole company in Iowa, goes to some warehouse to go make a pickup in Nogales, Arizona. And uh, or down there somewhere, right? And he's at the wrong place. And so the guys are like, no, you're not here. You got to go park somewhere else. And I guess he shows him a knife. I don't know what the point of that is. Okay. And so the guy leaves. He calls his friend who's a 911 dispatcher. <clears throat> says, what should I do? And they go, hang on. We'll take care of this. They call the police. Police come out. And he moves. Okay. So uh, he moves. And then he's somewhere else. And uh, he shows him a knife again. I don't know. Hey, look at this knife. Hey, what's going on? And so the police are like, hey, get out of the truck. And he leaves. He starts driving away. Okay. And so they go chase after him. Now, here, I'm going to tell you this right now. In my opinion, right here, if you run from the police, you should be shot dead. Okay. I'm sick of people running from the cops. Uh, these police actually didn't stand by. They actually went after him. They weren't afraid uh, like some police are in some states. And, uh, they went after him. Now, so he runs a border patrol checkpoint, which are down there, by crossing over and going to the other side and then coming back over. And so a couple more police join the chase. They shoot out a couple of his tires on his semi. He runs two red lights and stops at a third red light. I don't know why they said that, but it was in the uh, in the article. And turns into a Walmart parking lot. They break out the window of his truck, but he won't get out of the truck. And then he starts moving again. As it said in there, nudging nicely two police cars, meaning hitting two police cars to try to get away. And they start shooting eventually 122 shots into the truck, one of which strike him and kill him. Now, one thing the police apparently should do is take shooter training. Okay, they need to go back to the range. That's a lot of shots. And I'm somebody's going to say, well, Mark, they're trying to shoot out the engine and stop the truck. Okay, you stop the truck by shooting the driver. Okay, that's how that works. Uh, then the truck will uh, can be stopped. So either way, either way, they shoot him and kill him. And now they're being sued for excessive force. They were cleared by uh, probably themselves. But either way, they're cleared by me, too. If you're not going to get out, if you're not going to stop and get out and talk to the police or whatever, how do they know what you're going to do? Think you could go run through the parking lot and kill a bunch of people. Okay, we well, got a semi. So I'm all for it, too. Uh, you know, that's my opinion that, uh, that it was justified. Not that anybody asked me, but when you run from the police, they tell you to get out, they break out your window. You still won't get out. What are they supposed to think? What are they just supposed to talk to you? Show you a teddy bear? Hey, if you come out, you can have this care bear. I mean, uh, you know, this Teddy Ruxman, I, I just don't get it. When you run from the police, you got weapons. They know he has a knife because it's been verified. Um, that's it. That's it. And so, yeah, she's sad, but, uh, you know, I, I don't know what to say. What do you want them to do? Here's the thing. We want the police to do something, and then when they do something, we're all mad about it. Oh, well, they did something, but not my son. He's a good boy. No, he's not. He's running from the police, you know, showing weapons, and he's an idiot. All right? And so, you know, he's part of the reason we're not on Mars, to be honest with you, although not this week's reason. That's part of it. All these cops have to go in. I will say all the bullets that they wasted. I mean, oh, my gosh. <laughs> only mackerel it's a lot of bullets for one bullet to hit him what with one, and the one bullet that hit him killed him that's how it goes when you run from the cops that's what i tell people 
whenever I watch Cops or Cops Reloaded or any of these shows, uh, PD UK that is on there, which I like, I'm like, why don't they just shoot him? You know, why are we chasing a car for three hours? Just shoot them. Okay, just simply shoot them. As soon as they take off, boom, 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 pop, 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 done. Okay, and shells hit the ground and we're done. We just reload and they go about our day. They just leave them there. It's called a hearse to pick them up. Uh, because I'm just sick of it. But, uh, you know, we can't want the police to do something. When they do something, we're all mad they do something. Well, you shouldn't do that thing. You should do this other thing. If you don't like it, go join the police department. Become the chief and change things. Okay, until or elect different politicians. But, uh, you know, this is either stand by and do nothing, we're mad. Or they uh, do something and then we're mad again. So, which is it? Pick something and uh, be it. I've chosen the side of... Uh, if you run from the police, you get shot and killed. Okay, that's my choice, and that's where I stand on it. So, for something no one asked for, DeLorean is back with an electric car. <laughs> and that's, uh, people have bought the DeLorean name over years, and uh, the current owners are bringing a DeLorean back. It does have gullwing doors. Okay, it's an electric. It's 0 to 60 in 2.99 seconds. And ironically, they listed a 0 to 88 time of 4.35 seconds. Get it? Get it? Okay, they're talking about about a 300, about, about, about. They're talking a boot, a, th- a four, <laughs> what am I talking about? So it should have a range of around 300 miles with a 100 kilowatt battery. Wow, that is a big battery. All right, so uh, you're looking at 45 minutes an hour to charge it, depending where you plug it in. It'll have a standard charger. It has the same doors. From the original, it is not stainless steel. Disappointingly, if you've ever seen a DeLorean in person, though, they're very hard to. Uh, it's hard to keep that stainless steel clean. It's got fingerprints on it all the time. You have to have special cleaners, and if there's a problem with it, it has to be brushed and everything properly. So, uh, I don't know where do we go with this. Here's the, this the same thing like Rivian, and all these other tiny companies that are just startups with no dealer network, no repair network. Um, so if you buy one and they ship it to your house on a truck or whatever, and you are a thousand miles from the headquarters and there's no dealers, how do you get it fixed under warranty? They have a warranty, like a new car. Where do you fix it? I mean, that is my problem. Stuff happens with new cars. Look, we have the escape. I bought that new and had to have an engine put in it. Okay. But you know what? There's a Ford dealer in town, so it's not a big hassle. It's somewhat a hassle, but not as big a hassle as if the only Ford dealer was in Detroit. Like, that's the headquarters, and so that's it for the whole country. How do you get it to them? What do you do while it's gone? And I guess people buying this DeLorean car, which looks like it's going to easily be in six figures, easily. They probably have another car, so it's probably not as much of a problem, but still, still annoying. Like, some warranty thing of the engine light comes on, even a check engine light, okay? Which I'm sure they have a check light. There's some kind of check light, like something isn't reading properly. It wouldn't say check engine, but... There's going to be a light that's going to come on a maintenance light or something. Hey, this there's some kind of problem. So have it looked at. What do you do? Where do you go? Say one of the door stops working. Okay, the gullwing doors, which you can open with 22 inches only between you and the car next to you. What do you ship it? Put it on a truck and ship it a thousand dollars to go ship it to the dealer. I'm serious about that. So that's the thing. Same with Rivian. Uh, you know, even Tesla. If there's no service center near you, <clears throat> anything that doesn't have a service center near you. You know, because uh, a friend of mine bought an Alfa Romeo, but, uh, and I'm like, first thing, uh, where's the dealer near you? Turns out he lives by a dealer. I'm like, oh, okay, fine then, because then he can get the thing fixed. 
but uh, otherwise you can't you know no way like there's no alpha dealer near me so uh, you know getting one i don't know about that you know i don't know about getting one you know i looked at a ghibli while ago uh, a maserati ghibli which I used uh, they lose their value pretty quickly. So a low mileage used one is pretty affordable. There's no Maserati dealer near me. So I don't know where where would I get the thing fixed. So it's the same problem with these cars. You know, this, uh, you know, DeLorean looks cool and everything. Yeah, it'd be great to own a DeLorean. How do you fix it? How do you get? It's just regular servicing. You can't just take it down to Pet Boys, okay, and get service done on this car. Because they do still need regular service and stuff like that. So because they have a service schedule so does tesla and maybe they'll have mobile services like tesla does where they show up in a gas-powered van and service your uh, electric car i don't know i don't know what they'll do with that but either way delorean is back but it's not the same i do like the zero to 88 4.35 seconds that was very clever uh much faster than the original delorean by the way uh 81 82 83 uh, for the original delorean <laughs> which came with the uh Volvo Peugeot Renault designed V6 at 150 horsepower. So uh, not great. It was originally going to have the GM350 in it, but he couldn't do the deal because he's from General Motors, right? Uh, John DeLorean and uh, just didn't get that deal through. So some of them had an automatic, which was even worse. You should get one with a five speed. They're around. If you want one, go on Auto Trader and put DeLorean in there. Some for sale in the, you know, twenty thousand dollar range for a nice one twenty five thousand maybe which was uh you know basically the new price from all those years ago maybe thirty thousand now for uh you know a halfway decent one so you can see them there was one that came to a car show last year around here when because I, I go to a number of car shows it was painted and uh, they claimed it was a factory paint there weren't many factory painted it was usually the dealer that took the thing in and painted it as far as i know they came all from the factory in silver in the brush stainless and some dealers painted them it wasn't a good idea it didn't stick good then maybe a newer paint job would work i don't like them painted it was red i just didn't like it painted i mean the classic delorean is a brushed stainless steel car that's just how they're made and uh, that's certainly how i'd get it so are you in for the new delorean at maybe one twenty five hundred thirty thousand dollars maybe the new toyota corolla is coming out in 2023 all-wheel drive will be available in this car all-wheel drive and hybrid technology you'll get 52 miles per gallon combined with front-wheel drive and i think that's pretty interesting and what i find interesting about the corolla is the name japanese cars really foreign cars foreign makes all the no matter where the cars are made keep their car names and i always thought that was really not a good idea of the american cars to keep changing the name of the cars corolla is in its 54th year all right as a corolla people know the name and when car makers change the name people it has they have to kind of grab onto the new car the grand caravan is a perfect example of this which they made a new van and just called it the pacifica instead they grabbed an old name it should have just continued to be the grand caravan car makers do this all the time they had an escort starting in 1981 which probably should have been a Pinto, although it was kind of a new car. And it was the best-selling car for a number of years in the 80s, and then it went on and on, you know. And then it changed and became a Focus. All right? And they changed the name. It should have continued to be an Escort. Same with Taurus. They screwed that up, right? That became a 500, and then the back to the Taurus, and now a disaster. I just don't understand why car makers do this kind of stuff with their cars. The 
cars should keep the name. Camry, how long? Accord, Civic. And how long did he keep these names? Forever. You know it because why your Aunt Gertrude had one and your dad had one and you grew up in a Corolla and they then had a Camry. And, you know, that's the kind of thing, you know, that uh, these companies do. The Odyssey. Oh, my gosh. The Honda Odyssey. Do you remember the original Odyssey? That was a rebadged Isuzu made right here in Lafayette, Indiana. Okay, so they made that car. That was a four-door, four regular doors. And it was in Zuzu uh, and Honda rebadged it. Same with the Passport. They grabbed that out of Zuzu and rebadged that as a Passport. And But they still make a Passport, right? It's still, they didn't change the name of it. Because they have that name recognition and it sticks out there. And so American cars that do this all the time, just ridiculous. They shouldn't do it. But the Corolla, with all, you know, the thing of it is, if you get an XSC with all-wheel drive and a Corolla, you're probably in the $30,000 range, $32,000. Pricing wasn't released. Uh, I got to, you know, that's getting really up there for a tiny car. Okay, my Sonic new in 13 was in the $20,000 range, although it's not all-wheel drive. And it was, uh, you know, it's a small car. So I just don't know what to say about that. And it has all this goofy Toyota safety sense and all that stuff. Yeah, great. Um, you know, I don't like the car driving itself anyways around. I don't know. I don't know. I do like the all-wheel drive on it. You can easily tell the difference in all kinds of weather conditions. So I'm a fan of that. The problem on the hybrid, they use the just the back wheels for its all-wheel drive and the electric motor part. Uh, you know, I still think it'll be great, especially now, today, right now, today in Lafayette, four ninety nine for gas. So as we uh, record this at the beginning of June, so four ninety nine. So these kind of cars are going to be a thing. And Toyota is certainly the leader on this because of Prius, just because of its goofy looks and stuff. No, I'd rather have that. And it's the same driveline as a Prius. So I'd rather have that in a Corolla layout than in a Prius where you look like a goofy Ed Begley Jr. driving this goofy car around rather than a normal person. I want to explain to you why we don't live on Mars, why there isn't enough money to go to Mars. Um, in America, people, of course, in it, really, in a lot of places, can spend their money however they want, and I get that. So this was on the news. You know, not everything, I suppose, is illegal. So they talked to a woman, okay, now, hang on to... The, now, you may be a subscriber of this one, by the way. She has an OnlyFans account. And for those of you that don't know what OnlyFans is, uh, you can kind of look that up. So, um, there's content on there that you can subscribe to or pay directly for pictures, videos, that kind of thing on OnlyFans, okay? <clears throat> you can get the idea of what might be on there for you to pay for uh, to get. Well, this woman makes approximately $300,000 a year because they were actually talking about people, you know, with the student loan thing. Oh, because Biden wants to take all the student loan debt away, which he shouldn't do. You take a debt, you pay it. Uh, either way, that's just my opinion on that again. Okay, thanks, Putin. <laughs> um, and she said, no, this is how I paid it off. And this is what I do for a living now. Hmm. So um, what does she do, Mark? Well, well, you know what she sells on there? Not what you would think. She sells pictures of her hairy underarms. Yep. I said it. I said it. And the thing the thing that's really 
something is that she makes $300,000 a year. That's $6,000 a week for people that went to public school. She makes that kind of money selling pictures of her hairy armpits. That's all money from probably mostly men um, who are subscribing or buying pictures of this. Now, why is this? What? I just don't understand it, I guess. Why you would pay money to uh, see? You can go to a beach and see this. <laughs> okay. Just, uh, just look around. Uh, so uh, what I'm saying is um, I, I, I don't get it. I, I guess in being extreme upper 30s, I'm just beyond thinking where, you know what I'm going to buy? You know what I'm going to go search for? Hairy armpit pictures that I can pay for. And the other thing is, look, there's this thing out there. You may not know about it, but there's this thing called the Internet. And it seems like if you type that in, which I was going to do, and then I was afraid to do for fear of what ads would show up for me. But I bet if you typed in pictures of hairy armpits or something, you could get all of them you want for free. Okay, it doesn't seem like you'd even have to pay for them. Maybe they're personalized, and which is possible on OnlyFans. That kind of thing is possible to do. You can message the creator, and maybe they can give you a personalized picture where a rumpet is next to a flower garden or in a field. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows what it is? Here's my armpit walking through a field of daisies. <laughs> okay, Look, believe me. There's somebody right now who just heard that go, oh, that's pretty good. I don't know. Can I really get that? Okay, so there are people for that. But the thing is, people are spending their money on this rather than spending their money trying to get to Mars. All this money is wasted. In 10 years, this woman will make $3 million uh, that could go to rocket fuel or something like that. You know, solar panels. I don't know what it is. That's why we're not on Mars. This is what we've become as a country. We won't protect children. Okay, we say we want to, but then we stand guard outside the door. Okay, we're afraid. Uh, and then we'll buy pictures of hairy armpits. Okay, and we normalize all this, you know, derogative uh, behavior uh, and tolerate it as a society. We won't help women that are being assaulted on a subway car, even though we're in the same car standing there. We won't even do anything about that, and, but we'll buy these pictures. This is why we're not on Mars. All these things combined, we're not, we're not on Mars. We're lucky we're alive on this planet. And if I got contacted by an alien that wanted to come here, I'd tell them, no, don't come here. Okay, don't. We're not, we're not ready yet. Okay, we're not, we're not going to be ready for you. Because if you can come here, don't come here. Go past us. Go somewhere else. Go wait on Mars for us, I would say. Because once we get there, we've conquered a lot of the problems that are here. You know, because we got to get there first. So uh, that's how that's what I would tell somebody like that. But look, you know, and look, here's the other thing. If you want to spend your money looking at hairy armpits and that's your money and it's uh, America, God love you. OK, you can do that. I'm not saying it that way. Like she shouldn't be allowed to do it. Don't ever take it that way. I'm all for freedom. And uh, you know what? If she can sell her hairy armpit pictures, uh, you know, I'm for it. I'm going to have a hairy armpit calendar here next year from me. So be sure to get ready to buy that later this year. Mark's hairy armpit calendar. And uh, so I was thinking of a page a day calendar of them. So I just don't understand it, I guess. And um, that is, uh, to me, that's why we're not on Mars. When you can get that many people. And I was afraid to look because I'm afraid of what ads I'm going to get. So I don't know. Go look this person up. I don't know what her name is. I'm sh she's probably not the only person. If she can make that much money doing it, I bet there are tons of people doing it. And it's women. 
Okay, because men are not going to buy, women are not going to buy pictures of men's hairy armpits. They can all just go see that anywhere they want. So <laughs> believe me. So uh, you can go see that at the truck stop with people on the buffet. And uh, as a bonus, because I'll probably forget by the next episode, I'm going to go ahead and give you yet another reason why we're not on Mars. And I saw this as a picture, which you can go look up. There is a picture, unfortunately, of a man at a truck stop. And it was written by some journalists. I guess they caught this picture and said, is this what trucking has come to? And it is a person who is basically squeegeeing themselves off at the fuel island with the squeegee themselves, not the truck, which is bad enough. They were in only shorts, thank God, and flip-flops of course the typical summer truck driver wear of flip-flops which aggravates me on men to no end okay uh so when men wear them it just aggravates me to no end but either way and this it's not like this guy is like you know from you know uh chippendales or anything all right let's just put it that way so and he is squeegeeing himself off now if it's not disgusting enough, look, if it was a clean squeegee, like brand new and fresh windshield washer fluid, it, I wouldn't do it. But can you imagine the bucket? What's in that bucket and that squeegee with all the bugs and everything else that's been on that squeegee? Do you think you are cleaner after using that squeegee? And this person... Is one reason we're not on Mars, and it's another reason why it's tough to go out and say, "Yeah, I'm a professional truck driver." When people look over and see some <laughs> some guy taking a bath with the squeegee, okay, it's, I just don't even know what to say about something like that. And it, you can go see that picture now. Here's the thing that I'm hoping for: that it's some kind of setup, like. I'll go, hey, Jimmy Joe, I'll go run over there and take my shirt off and you take a picture and we go viral. We'll go on the interweb and viral and Al Gore invented for us to use. That's what I'm hoping for. But looking at the person kind of has a look of like, this person may really be a truck driver who's just trying to save a few bucks. And I've always said, what is it? It's 60 gallons now, right? To get a shower. Are you not using 60 gallons a day? And certainly, certainly, are you not using 60 gallons of fuel in two days where you can get a shower? I would get five a week. I would always aim for at least five showers a week on the road. I don't like to go days after days of not taking a shower. I don't do that at home. I'm not going to do it on the road. People that met me at the Mid-America Truck Show, no one wrote to me and said, Mark, you don't smell good or anything because, you know what, I take a shower all the time. So I try to go out into the world and smell decent for people and, uh, you know, just not be, um, you know, nasally offensive to people. It's bad enough that they have to look at me, much less they would have to smell me also. That we So we only want one bad thing at a time. It's, you know, some things you can't control, but you can control that. And what I'm hoping for is this is not a true picture, but look, We've all seen that driver. Maybe not that driver and a squeegee, but we've seen the driver in filthy clothes or what was considered a wife beater shirt, right? They call it a white tank top that is dirty. Okay, I don't like that either. I don't like people going in a store or anything without sleeves. 
uh, you know, men. I don't like men going in without sleeves. It's it's disgusting, to be honest with you. Okay, so put some sleeves on. Be a decent person. But it is tough to be a professional, or at least say, "Hey, I'm a professional," when you're walking around a truck stop and you got your hairy armpits hanging all over. Maybe you're trying to make some money. It's like I was thinking about that too. I could put a picture of my hairy armpit and say, have a little sign, you know, your message here kind of thing. Maybe you're trying to drum up some business. Okay, maybe that's the thing. But uh, seriously, if you, if it's come down to you taking a bath, uh, a whore's bath, as it would be called, in a squeegee, with a squeegee, uh, I don't even know what to say. I mean, maybe the person, I guess the other side of it, maybe the person has some kind of mental problems which uh, could be, and they think that they're getting clean, but they're not. It's totally disgusting. So we're going to hope it's either somebody that has a mental problem and couldn't help it, or it's it's Billy Joe Bob that's going viral. You know, otherwise, if this is a real thing, I don't even know what to say. I, I, it's tough for me to say I'm a driver if people have seen that driver. They're like, oh, are you, do you clean up with a squeegee also? Do you really do that? I mean... It just makes it difficult to go out in the world when that kind of picture is circulating and try to convince the public and officials and stuff of things. Whoa, I'm a professional. And they're like, really? And then they hold up the picture of that guy, squeegee guy, which is what he'll ever forever be known as squeegee guy. So uh, that's the story with going to Mars. That's really two reasons why we're not on Mars because, uh, you know, I'll forget it. So I do want to get, I do want to get it out. I thought, you know, it'll be good for another episode, but it should be out in this episode because we have to get this kind of information out there. And look, if you are taking a bath with a squeegee, okay, seek help at 1-800-NO-SQUEEGEE uh, because, uh, you know, there is help for you out there. Okay. It doesn't have to be that way. There doesn't, you don't have to take a bath in a squeegee. Now I don't feel uh, at truck stops, I don't have any more showers on my card. But if you came up to me stinking and said you need a shower, I'll buy you a shower. Okay, I will pay for a shower and you can have a shower. So if you see me at a truck stop and uh, you smell bad, just let me know and I'll buy a shower for you. All right, and we should all do that. I encourage all drivers to do that, you know, that are doing better. If someone needs something like that, go ahead and just buy them a shower. There's no reason to go into a shipper and I've this has been through my whole career it's always aggravating to me I'll smell somebody will really smell bad I'm like what is happening why do you smell bad why can't you change your clothes okay I if I could do that on the road you can do that on the road bring clothes take a shower get regular showers get regular shower I don't even know why we have to say that but then I don't know why we have to say it but then here's a guy taking a bath with a squeegee with the bug squeegee and you know some drivers have been cleaning off their trucks with it and some of them only their windshields like they're supposed to it's just a complete grossness gross uh i guess the tip of the day right is bring windex and just spray it on your windshield every time you stop that's what i would always do and then just run the wipers that's the best way to clean them uh, on the road you don't have to stop at a truck stop and run a squeegee on them just get a windex bottle out there i do that now i have a windex bottle in the truck Every time I stop somewhere, I'm out there spraying it off probably a couple times a day now because I stop a lot. You know, heck, yesterday I was stopped 25 times or whatever. So, uh, you know, to spray them every once in a while and keep them clean. But uh, squeegee guy and armpit woman are why we are not on Mars. Well, as I say, uh, we should be back on YouTube soon here uh, next week or the week after. We'll get some uh, things going again. 
and uh, that will be really great because I miss doing YouTube. I miss doing these podcasts and everything. I'll enjoy having a little more time to do that. This was uh, my goal of what I always wanted to do. So this is what I want to do. I just had to uh, change, as I said, but uh, we're going to get back to this. So I want to thank you for listening. There'll be some more podcasts and everything coming out as I get a little bit of time. The podcast is a little easier, so we get more of those. So I encourage people to subscribe to the podcast here because those come out at least a little more often. We can do a little bit more and I can kind of expound on things that I want to talk about because uh, that's what I want to talk about. So thanks for being out here and we'll be back here and on YouTube soon and uh, we'll see you then. No squeegees.